The new season of Agency Unfiltered is here. To kick things off, we have Christine Mortensen, president and founder of Sparked, a Chicago-based digital marketing agency. Christine and I talk about how agencies can discover and develop their mission. And as Christine points out, your mission and your mission statement are distinctly different. Ask yourself, what's your company's purpose and how are you making an impact to society? We dig into why it's important to build a mission, how you can go about creating and communicating your own mission, how you get buy-in from the team, and review the greatest benefits for having a well-defined mission. The new season of Agency Unfiltered kicks off with a live studio audience right now. Hello, Christine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. So I'm really excited to talk to you today. I know when we were speaking the other day, you were mentioning that Spark has recently like aligned themselves uh, with a mission. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think there's a ton of lessons that we can instill uh, on all of our agency partners or even uh, any business really. And so maybe the best place to start is when I say mission, uh, what is that specifically referring to? Maybe a general sense, but also uh, Sparked as well. Yeah, when I think of uh, a mission and having one, I think of something more along the lines of how are you giving back and how are you contributing to society? So not necessarily your more traditional mission statement of why it is you're doing what you're doing, um, but what's the purpose behind it and how are you making an impact uh, to the society as a whole? That's great, and so that actually segues pretty well. And so are there any other points of differentiation from a mission versus uh, specialization, uh, you mentioned mission statement, but, but um, like target vertical, target audience, are there any other notes in regards to differentiation? Yeah, so we um, had actually started out uh, where our agency is sub going on seven years old, so uh, this Memorial Congrats. Day, thank you, thank you. And um, so for six years, we've gone without having even a mission statement. So we would always, you know, just, Serve B2B companies, uh, you know, any industry had a slight tech leaning, uh, you know, MSP sort of service area. Um, you don't need one per se. Um, we had a little bit of a specialization. Um, you know, could even argue that that's not really much of a specialization. Um, so, but having, uh, you know, it was a, always felt like there was something missing uh, for those six years. Like, yeah, we're doing marketing and it's great. And it's really great to help these businesses grow, um, but, but why are we doing it? Um, and so, you know, having a mission really helps to give you a purpose and helps to give you more drive and direction and um, something that just having a, a specialization really can't. Yeah, that's great. It jives really well with HubSpot's um, new kind of uh, maybe like mission themselves, but it's to help businesses grow better, right? You're not just helping somebody grow through marketing, you're helping them grow better. And so maybe, uh, well, let's just dig in like, what is uh, yours? And then how did you, like what was the light bulb moment to determine like, you know, actually this is something that we need to instill into our team? Yeah, so um, our mission is to help 1,000 women-owned businesses generate a million in revenue. So uh, we haven't set a time frame on that yet because we're, quite frankly, it's probably gonna take quite a while, but um, <laughs> we're really eager to, to get that, that going and to, to really hit that number. What started that is uh, back in October, and I'm really not sure what was so special about October, but uh, had uh, found the statistic that out of all US small businesses, only 2% of women-owned businesses hit the million dollar revenue mark. And 
quite frankly, I'm, that pisses me off. Uh, this is unfiltered, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, That's so, the spirit. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So I was really, uh, you know, not thrilled with learning that stat. Although I was also not surprised. So, um, you know, there's a lot of different obstacles that women-owned businesses face that that others don't. And so, um, and there's also a lot of socioeconomic issues that go into it as well. But, um, but that's where that all kind of came about. We also had, at the time, started a group for women in MarTech specifically, because mm. uh, we saw a need for that as well. And, and it really kind of happened organically. It started with creating that group, uh, creating a directory so that we can help women uh, in MarTech find more speaking engagements, um, and really just kind of grew from there, so. That's great, and so th again, another good segue, if I'm an agency or any business and I want to discover, you know, my mission, um, how do I get started? Is it just looking for statistics that piss you off, uh, or is there is there a more method like a methodical approach to it? Yeah. Well, so like I said, like for the better part of our existence, we had I'd I'd always been searching for a broader reason on why why we're doing what we do every day. Because you know, as an agency owner, you all know this is not easy, um, and it's, sometimes it's like, why am I even doing this, but um, you know, having that mission really, really does help. It does give you a, a broader purpose and a broader direction. And I would say that if you're trying to find a mission or trying to create your mission, um, really look inside yourself and see what are the things that you really care about, uh, things that resonate really well with you. Is it you know, something that's about the environment? Is it something about your local community? Is it uh, you know, changing the statistics of revenue for women-owned businesses. Um, you know, and find what really resonates with you. And I'd also say, what do, what's going to resonate with your team and and your potential clients and your services that you offer? Um, there's a lot of implications of finding that mission that could completely change the direction of your agency, and that's something that you might want to be cautious of. So, mm. I would say, um, first, you know, you got as a founder, you've got to start looking inwards uh, and then going outwards from there. That's great. You, you mentioned that in the selection process, like in this discovery process, you want to also find something that may resonate with your team. Um, so I would say regardless of size, I'd be interested to know, like, are they involved in the process of refining and like eventually defining the mission? Um, or did you have to achieve their buy-in? Like, how did you kind of disperse this uh, across your team? Any, any tips there? Yeah, so uh, I like to say that we're small but mighty. We're a, a four-person four team at the core, and we work with a ton of different freelancers on the writing side. Um, but so really, for us, it was probably an easier task than a very large agency. Mm -hmm. And uh, I simply started with just having simple con casual conversations with our team, um, you know, running uh, ideas past them, or uh, even just kind of having like tangential conversations about it, just to kind of gauge interest and. Uh, in the general topic of working with women-owned businesses, um, the team tends to be quite the feminists, so um, so it seemed to work out pretty well in our case. Um, I've worked at uh, larger agencies in the past where they've implemented missions and things that worked really well there um, were similar, where it's talking to the champions of of the agency, people who are usually you know the the biggest cheerleaders, uh, you know, talking with them giving them a little bit of a heads up, having casual conversations as well, that way gauging mm -hmm. their reaction. Um, and then, you know, making a large company announcement and, you know, asking people for thoughts and, and everything. And this way you can really make sure that the team has a say 
Um, not everyone's going to be on board for the mission, and that's fine. Hmm. You know, the, there's a mission out there for everybody and a place for everybody. So, um, it sounds your small and mighty team. Maybe this didn't happen, but did you ever run into an issue at, at any larger agencies you've worked at where an employee didn't jive or, or align with the mission? Like, how did that? What happened? Yeah, actually, um, this is probably like ten years ago, um, but. Yeah, so the, the direction of the company changed. They didn't necessarily take on a new mission, but the direction changed pretty sharply. Um, and uh, didn't, that person didn't last very long. So, but it ended up being the best for both the company and for that person Mutual specifically. Mutual way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they chose to leave. So with your mission, how did you find that was then going to impact the way you go to market, the way you market yourselves? How does it influence your sales conversation, your client engagement? So once you've defined and discovered your mission, kind of how does it trickle down to, to everything else that you do? Yeah, so um, again, I don't know what was so special about October, but um, that's when like late October is when, or sorry, late fall is when we really started to get serious about this mission and um, really uh, started to take a look at our services that we were currently offering. Mm. Uh, because again, traditionally we were dealing mostly with B2B, like 10 million revenue or more type companies, uh, you know, that is a very different set of services than, you know, dealing with companies that are under a million in revenue. And so sure. um, instead of the more traditional full service inbound marketing solutions, we started to come up with online courses uh, that we could do in a group setting, uh, group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching, um, and then also building out uh, what we're calling a trusted network of people that are outside of the marketing expertise, mm -hmm. uh, because it's going to take much more than marketing alone to, I'm like, I'm not going to pretend like that's not really, like, they're going to need more than marketing sure. yeah. uh, help. So account accountants, lawyers, um, you know, brand specialists, um, all sorts of uh, help and, and really getting a group of people that we know that we've worked with or people that we know have gotten really good results. Uh, getting those professionals all together in order to help and mentor as well. Also helping, um, curate uh, a little bit of ecosystem development where there's the SBA, there's all sorts of other um, organizations that are already in existence. Mm -hmm. So pulling them in as well so that you know you can come into our collective as we're calling it and really be able to find the services that are going to be able to be right for them. So to go from traditional marketing services to introducing like the education workshops, like programming, mm -hmm. like what does the process look like to actually scope that out as something ready to be serviced, right? Like you can't reference uh, hours dedicated, right, or, or anything like that. I wouldn't even know where to start, like building it, um, scoping out the time commitments, pricing it out. Uh, any tips for that process? Well, we're still figuring that out. Not going <laughs> to lie again, <laughs> like totally transparent. Be confident rolling it out. And oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, like all things. Um, and maybe this is because I have been in a bunch of different startups. Um, you know, you, you just MVP, minimal viable product. You know, you get to as much as you can to make it uh, acceptable to be live, and you're going to iterate as you go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyone that has owned an agency or uh, been in an agency knows that nothing stays the same for very long. So, um, and that's true of, of our pricing, packaging, et cetera. So um, really just, you know, putting, putting the message out there. Um, you know, there's a huge tendency to like want it as for me personally. I mean, I know this is not everybody, but uh, for everything to be perfect before you launch, I had to fight that so hard. So I, I decided like, okay, International Women's Day, that's the day we're announcing this. It's happening. How can you not, you know? Right. <laughs> it was kind of serendipitous. Um, 
so I was like, okay, we've been spending like an entire, like more than a quarter repurposing everything, lots of whiteboarding. Mm. So there was a lot of whiteboarding, like how do people hear about this? How do they, once they do, what happens? You know, buyer's journey, yep. mapping. Um, it's a very HubSpot thing, that's great. Yeah, it's a, it is a very HubSpot thing. So uh, very, very helpful thing. And really figuring out like, okay, what, uh, we can figure out what's missing later. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're going to find out pretty quickly, and <laughs> people will tell us. And I would assume, yeah, the feedback piece of it all too is yes. going to be in, like instrumental to to having it grow and, and mm -hmm. figuring it out from the MVP to to the full rollout. Right. So I would say just don't let fear get in the way. That's great. Yeah. Um, any uh, cautionary tales, red flags, potholes through your experience mm -hmm. um, that you can uh, share with the the larger group, so we can hopefully avoid those potholes. Anything in particular? I think. Um, Trying to get ahead of how it's going to impact your services is probably going to be the biggest um, consideration that, that you should keep in mind. Um, because like I said, we were going from you know, 10 million revenue companies, now we're going to sub 1 million. So right. that's, that's, a, that's a big difference. You know, and how is that, is that going to make it harder for us to keep our margins? Is it, is it gonna mean that we have to expand our team that much more? You know, by how much? Mm. So those are the, the considerations that I'd have to, I'd say you'd have to take in consideration. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, things to keep in mind, right? What about like the um, the sales process? Like you're going from companies that were at ten million now you're sub one. I mean, is that a drastic change as well? The the way you kind of have those sales conversations with hmm. with prospect? Not not that I've noticed so far. Uh, I have been doing a lot more video calls than I would care to do. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's, again, a personal preference. Yeah, but sure, sure. The, the, the process itself hasn't really changed that much. It starts with you know, um, either um, Facebook group or an email or a phone call or meeting at a group and then a networking event uh, such as this. And, and then picking up the phone, getting, getting on each other's calendar and taking it from there. So it's, it's still a pretty inboundy. Boundary process. All right, that's the answer I was looking for. No, oh. I'm just kidding. Um, two questions for you, the, the final questions. Um, one, um, what does this mean for your entire or existing client base? So where do you see the split? Is there a number you're looking for? Because I would assume there's still a handful of clients or maybe people yeah. in your sales pipeline right now that uh, aren't like a, a perfect fit for the mission. Uh, maybe support it, but not like the type of business you've described. And so uh, what happens to those folks? Yeah, and actually that's one of the considerations I wanted to bring up. So thank you. I got you. Yeah, I got <laughs> thank you. you for that. Um, so yeah, so we're still servicing all of our male-owned companies. So all of our clients that are owned by men, we still love them dearly. They're still great. They're going to watch this. So they're, yeah, they're excited <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> right. They know that we love them. Um, you know, so that part's not changing. So we're trying to do what we've always done. We're just trying to add this extra component to it. Okay. So that's, that's how we're working it. Other, other agencies, I'm sure, would try to probably make a complete change. Mm -hmm. And that's also fine. Um, but you know, to each his own, um, I would just say you know, it's never good to piss off your existing clients. So don't yeah. do All right, that. That checks out. Right. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> um, final question for you. And I don't know if I prepped you on it, uh, but it's something I ask for all audiences. So I think by going first today, you uh, became the guinea pig. But you're welcome. Everybody. Yes, I asked this. I asked this to everybody. It's not too bad. Okay. What do you find is the weirdest part of agency life? Oh man. Just the. Is there anything weird? It's all weird. Okay, but you can have the best day of your life and the worst day of your life in the matter of an hour. <laughs> to go. Like not even like. <laughs> 
No, you wanted to go the other way. You wanted to be bad, and then you know. Well, it can happen both ways. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't have control over that. So yeah. like, you, yeah, you could have like, okay, story time. Perfect. So we have, <laughs> we had uh, one our biggest client. This is like on a Friday. One our biggest client ever, and it was like maybe like ten in the morning, like twelve in the afternoon. I get a random email from a client's lawyer saying that they're terminating the contract and we had no, there was no indication that they were unhappy mm. and so that was the best and worst day. Well, two hours. Congrats on that big client by the <laughs> way. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So yeah, so that's weird. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you, you know, not getting notice that a client's leaving and like they still wouldn't answer my call. I'm like, can we talk about this? Like, what's going on? We can do a whole other on? episode based on Jess. What happened after the lawyer reached out to you? <laughs> right, yeah, um, next time. But basically I think you can have the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but yes. that's weird, but hopefully the exciting part? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that you never know what's gonna happen. Yes. Um, cool, that is it for me. I appreciate you coming on and being the first one. Uh, let's give Christine a round of applause. Thank you. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops, as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.